Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wills, Women, and Wealth, where we lead you holistically from overwhelmed to empowered through estate planning. I'm Elsa W. Smith, your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney, and I'm also the host of Wills, Women, and Wealth. This is a podcast for women who value their health, their wealth, and the legacies that they are creating. Each episode is going to bring you um, interviews in the areas of finance, law, mental, physical health, and so much more. I'm also going to share educational episodes that answer your questions on wills um, and estate planning topics. This is a community, so I want you to engage. Do you have a question? or a topic that you'd like us to feature on a future episode, contact us via social media or leave a comment below this video. This and all future episodes will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Now on with the show. I am pleased to share that my guest today is Daily Money Manager, Peter Gordon, and he's the founder of New York Financial Organizers. Now, before I bring uh, Peter on, I want to tell you a bit about him. Peter's focus is on client service and marketing. After learning to navigate the tricky waters of Medicare, Medicaid, community trusts, and estate planning for his own parents, Peter began New York Financial Organizers in 2015. His goal is to help others gain peace of mind and security with their families on their own uh, and with respect to their financial affairs. Peter earned a BA in political science from the University of Buffalo and an MBA in finance from Baruch uh, College. After spending three years at Sanford Bernstein and Company, um, in marketing services, he began his own computer graphic design business, Gordon Associates Incorporated, in 1990. In 1997, Peter uh, teamed up with Harvey Applebaum, an award-winning creative director, and formed Inc. 3. In 2005, Inc. 3 was sold to Cape Printing, a Clifton, New Jersey company, and rebranded as Cape Multimedia. In 2011, Peter became the director of new business development for Dorian Orange, a motion design firm dedicated to producing captivating, innovative, and memorable brand messages. Peter's a member of the American Association of Daily Money Managers and is a past president of the Greater New York chapter of the AADMM. He is a certified senior advisor a member of the Orion Resource Group, a past co-leader of its Manhattan chapter, and has taken courses in geriatric care management at the Brookdale Center for Healthy Aging. He lives in Bayside, New York, is married, and has two sons. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome 
Peter Gordon to our stage. Hi, Peter. Hi, Elsa. How are you today? I'm fabulous. It is wonderful, wonderful to have you uh, have you on the podcast. Um, just as a personal note, Peter and I, um, we are uh, professional uh, associates. We're friends. We met uh, via another marketing, uh, video marketing uh, service that we're both members of, Video Socials. Um, and we have known each other easily, Peter, I'd say over two years, easily. I think it was before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Um, so it, you know, and it's such a small world. I mean, I'm focused on estate planning and probate. And we're going to learn a lot more about uh, everyone, about what Peter does. And you'll see why, you know, it's just, there's just a, a great synergy uh, between what Peter does and what I do. And that's why I wanted to bring him on the show and share uh, all the good stuff that he's doing with New York Financial Organizers. So um, before we start talking about your amazing company, um, we want to know a bit more about you. So if you would give us, you know, I know I shared a bit in, in the intro. A lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything, you know, on the more personal side, you know, that I didn't cover and just kind of give us some of the highlights? Well, I, you know, this is my third career. I started, uh, I spent 10 years um, doing more on the operation side of, of Wall Street and um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Got my MBA in finance, went to work for a great company called Sanford Bernstein and Company. I actually be became a broker. I had a broker as a Series 7, but it just didn't do it for me. I wasn't comfortable, ironically, talking about people's money and their investment. <laughs> at the time. And I started doing a lot of uh, presentations for the head of pension in that company. And it led me to realize that I had a skill in creating slides. This was a while ago. It was like 1990. I started a slide consultancy that turned into a graphic design firm. And that was my second career, was uh, running a graphic design firm, doing production. I had a partner, as you mentioned, Harvey Applebaum. Uh, ironically, I've helped him and many of his family members in my latest career, which I'll talk about, mm -hmm. and um, and really enjoyed it. I, I love working with people. I love working with computers and uh, had some really fascinating clients. We did work for Estee Lauder and Clarence and a lot of financial companies. Um, and that changed in 2008 after I had sold my company to a printer you know, we survived 9-11, but mm. things changed a lot um, with the financial, um, you know, the, the great recession. And um, I was trying to find my way. And at that time, my father became ill and uh. didn't know what to do. And I'm very fortunate in that I have a brother and sister that I'm very close to and my mom, who was alive. We were all trying to figure out how to help my dad. And it was through networking, which is how I built this business and I built my other business, that I met a geriatric care manager. And geriatric care managers are the people who help you navigate the difficult waters of medical care for seniors. And that really changed our lives with my dad and eventually my life with my business. And uh, my father passed away after a couple of years and then my mother became ill and had dementia and was bed bound. And um, I helped 
both on the medical, guiding her with the medicals, with my sister, but did really all the financial work. And found out about a great program called Community Medicaid in New York State that allows people to age in place. You don't have to go to a nursing home. Um, and, um, and that really made, you know, gave my mother, allowed my mother to keep the dignity that she wanted by staying at home. She had full-time aides and it was paid for by um, New York State. And I worked with an attorney to set this up and learned a lot about it and learned a lot about estate planning. Now, I'm anything but an attorney. I am not Elsa W. Smith. And um, but I've learned a lot to be able to support people in their in their estate planning needs, always with an attorney. I do not give advice. Uh, I don't give investment advice as well. That's not what we do. We help organize people's finances. And. Um, I started the business in 2015, and a few years after that, my son, my oldest son, Jacob, uh, came to work with me. He was trying to find his way out of school, and he actually studied acting and sociology and psychology, and um, just started part-time, and it's, he's turned into a partner, and he's, he's, it, we have a wonderful relationship. I'm, I'm really fortunate. It was not the plan to work with my son. Definitely not the plan. I could never work with my dad. Um, but it's very different and uh, it's wonderful. And he's going to be 30 next month and he's setting out on a really wonderful career in being a daily money manager. And we like to call ourselves financial organizers because nobody knows what daily money managers are. They've been around for a while. They started in your part of the world in the D.C. area. And there are a lot of them there. And we help people pay their bills. We help people deal with insurance claims. And we do all the non-investment side of finance for our clients. And um, you're touching on, yeah, you're touching on um, stuff that I wanted to ask you about. Like, what do you do? Because a person, you know, you know, first of all, you clarified. So you are a daily money manager, but you prefer the financial organizer uh, uh title or, or are they, you know, I wanted, I, I don't really care. <laughs> I want to help people. <laughs> I, know. I, love it. I, I love it. So what you call me is fine. Some people do call me a financial organizer because they see me in the name. Most people don't get it. And most people don't know what a daily money manager is, but generally people say, Oh my, I wish I'd met you earlier. This is really, we need this help. You know? So on a practical um, level, Peter, I mean, tell us what, it is that you do. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask you about like, you know, the, how people reach you and, and, you know, how you come into the picture, but what is it that you do? What are the services that you provide? So more often than not, we're helping people pay their bills, track their transactions and, and look at their finances, not necessarily their investments, but their budget and what their expenses are. And the way we do this is by using Quicken. We download our clients' banking transactions and credit card transactions into Quicken, and which is an off-the-shelf program. And we then categorize every single transaction. Um, and we re produce monthly reports. It shows us what the income is, and what the expenses are. And at the bottom, 
you know, the very bottom, you see if there's a, uh, a, a deficit or a surplus. And if there's a deficit, we help people you know, deal with that. If there's a surplus, more often than not, that money is going into savings. Um, and it's a really great service because people don't necessarily know. They might know what's in their checking account. They might know how much money is in their investments, in their you know, brokerage accounts, but they very often don't know how much they're spending or where they're spending it. And Peter, let me let me ask you this though, because what you're describing sounds a lot like what uh, like a bookkeeper does, like on a monthly basis. But what you do is much more than that. Um, and if you could distinguish, um, you know, what what makes you different than say just hiring a bookkeeper? Sure. Well, we call we some people call us personal bookkeepers. You know, it's not unusual. Um, but a bookkeeper does the books, you know, that's all they do. And for us, while this is, as I like to call it, the backbone of our business, because it gives us really important data to help our clients make decisions, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. you know? So for one thing, we help people if they have long-term care insurance, a lot of our clients do, we help them process those long-term care uh, claims. And it's not that simple. I mean, it's not rocket science, but it takes work. And there are certain things that have to be followed. And once you get to that point where you can make a claim, well, every month or every week, depending on the, um, the insurance company, you have to submit the invoices. And then you have to watch for your, um, for the, um, the money being sent back to you and make sure you get reimbursed for every week that you've been paying. And, and that takes work. And more often than not, somebody who's on long-term care insurance is probably in their late seventies, early eighties, nineties. And it's difficult for them to do that. So sometimes their family members do it, but, Sometimes the family members don't have the time to do it or there are no family members. So that's an example of one of the things that we do. And um, we also work with other insurance claims. It doesn't have to just be long-term care. It can be all types of medical, med medical claims. Uh, we also help with, we do have some clients who are on community Medicaid and that involves working with a uh, a pooled income trust. Again, not rocket science, but something that takes, um, a, a, you know, a, a certain amount of uh, getting used to and learning how to do the system. And most people don't really have the time for it. And we're able to to help people that. Peter, um, what, who are the, like, um, you know, because we're talking like pooled income trusts and other things. Those are terms that are familiar in my world of, 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 of estate planning. So who are the types of people that reach out to you? And, you know, what, what is a typical example of somebody, you know, reaching out for your services? Is it the adult child that has now turned into caregiver and needs assistance? Is it the, you know, estate planning attorney like myself that seeks out your, your company's assistance? Or 
is, you know, is it any one of a number of other professionals? Um, kind of give us an idea of how, who reaches out to you and how you come into the picture. Sure. So most of our leads are refer or referrals from professionals. And that would be from people like yourself who are trusted in the state or very often elder law attorneys. Um, and that could be directly to the client or it could also be to the family member of the client. We also do a lot of work with geriatric care managers. And that's who I mentioned earlier. That's how I first entered the world of geriatric services. Um, and we say geriatric care managers do the pills, daily money managers do the bills. So <laughs> it kind of explains what we do. Mm -hmm. And a geriatric care manager will be hired and will come in and see, you know, really get to know the individual and see, wow, they're having some issues paying their bills. You know, sometimes they're having issues paying the geriatric care manager. So they, they'll refer us. That's very common. We also get referrals from home health care agencies um, because, again, they're dealing with the elderly. So it's very often th those are three excellent sources, but really care managers and attorneys are the best sources of business. Sometimes. Oh, I'm sorry. We, Go ahead. No problem. Sometimes we get some inquiries online also, and not all of our business is with seniors. So we do work with, I would say, 85% of seniors, but 15% is high net worth individuals. And these are busy professionals who don't have time to pay their bills. They don't have time to see what their budget is. They're, 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 uh, they're overwhelmed with the volume of, of paperwork. And, um, and so we work with them. We, sometimes financial advisors will refer us to people. To help that's, them very, that's very interesting. So, you know, the C-suite, like corporate level um, uh, executives um, or just other people that that are high, as you said, high net worth um, individuals seek out your company's assistance um, just to help help to manage their their daily life, their daily bills. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what we're able to do, you know, I with our bookkeeping is we're able to see just where the money is going and people mm -hmm. don't always know where their money is going. Um, so I have a, we have a client who was um, spending an awful lot of money and she didn't know where, what, what was going on. And she had a couple of properties um, and she um, was giving money to charity and not sure how much. And, and she, she made a very good living. And what we were able to do was able to break it down and show her just how much money was going where. And by giving her that information and to, for her to look at the trends of her spending, she was able to make changes. And um, it's worked out really well. Um, you know, where we pretty much work with her just to track her expenses and work with her accountant. Um, she's really has things under control, which is phenomenal, you know, and that's, that's a wonderful goal. I mean, yeah. Okay. So we're not doing the money. The, we're not making the money every month by doing the work for her, but that's okay because we've empowered her to do, to do it herself and, and manage that. spending herself. And so that's a, definitely a success story. Um, Peter, 
when, when, I mean, now, you know, you, you, we know that you not only deal with, um, individuals who are seniors, who are elderly, you also deal with high net worth individuals, but I want to go back to, um, seniors and, and elderly individuals. We both have seen so many, um, stories and reports of fraud, um, and abuse against the elderly. Um, how does, first of all, have you seen it, um, in your, in your practice and, um, tell us a bit about what you're, what you're doing in that, in that area to try to educate, um, others about fraud and abuse against the elderly. So we have seen it an awful lot. Sometimes mm. people come to us too late mm. you know? and, um, where Jacob and I are actually giving a presentation, uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, a 90 minute presentation on, on scams and frauds. And um, so we've been uh, educating ourselves even more. And I mean, I, it's, it's very scary, you know, and I have examples of clients and friends and mm. family members who've all been scammed. Some, have been able to prevent it. I mean, <laughs> this is a great story. Last week, literally last week, my I, I'm, I work from home. My wife works from home. I hear my wife on the phone. Oh, just a minute. Let me let me get my husband. He'll he'll be able to help us. I said, "What's this?" She goes, "Oh, I I had a a problem. I have a I have an, uh, a virus on my computer, and Microsoft is on the phone." And I said, okay, thanks. Thanks for telling me. And I got on the phone and I said, goodbye. And I hung up because that will never happen. And my wife was a victim of scareware. And scareware, there's malware where your, com where your computer actually gets infected. Scareware is where you click on something online and up pops a screen and it says, you have a virus. Call this number. You really don't, and it's not in your computer. It's on the internet, but you call the number. They get you to download a program, which my wife did, to give you access to your computer, and then they could do oh yeah, <laughs> they could do whatever they want. So, luckily I was home, and luckily she did it. And my wife is a very smart person, but this is a it's a scary situation, and you you see Microsoft, and you assume that, oh, this is a problem, let me take care of it. Mm -hmm. So um, if it's happened to my wife, you could imagine it's happened to clients. And, um, sure. you know, uh, one of the saddest things is that it can be perpetrated, you know, frauds can be perpetrated by family members. And, and I have a client who that happened to, and um, it's not simple taking care of that. You know, first you have to identify it. And of course, we're able to identify it because the backbone of our work is going through Quicken and looking at everything. And we look at all the checks and we look at where everything is going. And the numbers See, don't lie. No. And the, the it's, it's interesting that the, the, the people who perpetrate this are, uh, are brazen and they don't understand, you know, and I could see there were checks that written to a school that I know my client didn't approve and that wasn't her signature. Wow. 
So the problem being there that so to get the, the person to stop, it was um, kind of her stepson. And to get him to stop, I had to go to the DA. I mean, I, I confronted him and he kept doing it. And then I had to go to the DA's office and give them information. And it took months for them to actually begin an uh, investigation and to get him to actually stop. In the process, she lost $70,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, um, and again, I was able to track that. But we did get it to stop. And uh, so that's particularly difficult. And it happens all over. Um, we have another client who uh, has severe memory loss. Mm. Uh, severe memory loss. And he was at home. And he has a significant other, he has a, a good friend, and he would be at home on the phone all the time. And he would, you know, people love, scammers love to call on the phone, and predators, we call them. And they prey on people. And um, long story short, he went to Citibank and took out $23,000 in cash and gave it to somebody and handed it to somebody. You know, we went to the bank and complained about it and went to the police, and they said, look, there's nothing we could do. He has an account here. He has an ID. He made the decision. We can't prove that he was forced to do it. Hmm. No. Wow. So there are things that we could do to help prevent this or mitigate it. In the case of this client, we used a program called TrueLink Financial. And it's, a, it's actually a debit card. It's a great program. And you, instead of using a debit card that's associated with a a checking account that has all your money from your checking account or using a credit card, mm -hmm. you use a linked debit card that's funded through the checking account and you could control the funding. So in this case, we, the account, the card has about $200 on it. When it goes to a hundred, we put another hundred dollars on it automatically. We don't do it. There's a very detailed backend that lets you control how to fund it. It also lets you control what it could be spent on. So he's not allowed to use that card or the card is not allowed to be spent on any internet um, <clears throat> transactions or telephone transactions except for restaurants because he orders Chinese food. So it could get down to that detail. That's, am that Peter, that's, am that's amazing. And, and, and a very, um, I, I, I've like a like a micro level of yeah. control. Yeah. And in the case with um, this client, he, you know, as I mentioned, he has very bad short, very little short-term memory. Mm -hmm. So he'll make a purchase and get that high, you know, he'll get the, the experience of making the purchase. And when it's denied, which inevitably it is, he won't know and he won't remember. <laughs> it's kind of, oh a, my. Kind of oh an my. interesting uh, way around it. So that's a really, that's a really wonderful program that we give to Congo. I have clients who, who actually don't necessarily need it, but they like using that as opposed to um, using a credit card or a, uh, a, a debit card associated with a bank. Peter, since, since you're giving um, or, or, or having a, a significant amount of control, um, let's say using uh, the the debit card you you mentioned, um, and and the other things that you do, are you granted um, a power of attorney by these individuals or by 
family members? How, do, how does that work? That's, that's a great question. So we don't have to be given a power of attorney to have access to somebody's checking account or credit card account. Actually, the banks don't like it mm-hmm. and they don't encourage it. But it's actually safer because we're tracking it. And, you know, if you have the right person doing it. But in our contract, in our letter of agreement, it, it, it says that we're able to get this information, that we have permission to do it. And so that allows us. And in many ways, we don't necessarily want to be power of attorney because when you become power of attorney with somebody's account, um, while it gives you access to everything, it also can limit you because uh, then banks like credit, like I have where I have a client who we're working for who's power of attorney for his brother. Mm-hmm. And he has an AT&T uh, universal credit card that's through Citibank. And as power of attorney, he can't get online access. Hmm. They limit that. You can only get the statement. And it makes it difficult for us to track things because you have to sure. input everything into Quicken from the statement. It's not the end yeah. of the world, but it's an inconvenience. However, we are power of attorney for many clients because they're not capable of doing this work. And a lot of attorneys like yourself will appoint us or not the client appoints us, will recommend us mm-hmm. and to the client. And um, we have some attorneys who really like doing it because as a power of attorney, uh, you have a lot of responsibility. But if something should happen to me, then who's going to take care of it? Well, I have a partner (laughs) who's 35 years younger than me, and most likely he'll be around. So we have a client who's, she's going to be 102 uh, in uh, in And she was thrilled when Jacob became the POA successor because she was concerned that I might pass away before her. So uh, Wow. Wow. Well, that's part interesting that you mentioned that because that, wow, that's like a whole other show. I mean, creating that legacy and having that forethought in your business, you know, that that business succession planning, Um, you know, you're thinking about what the next phase of New York financial organizers and you have a partner who happens to be your son, um, who is, you know, Lord willing, you know, going to live a long, 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 healthy life. Um, but again, the company continues, right? And you're yeah. able to service your clients. Um, and what's interesting is, I mean, I mean, Jacob's fond of saying he's the youngest person by 20 years in this industry. They're just not, first of all, they're not a lot of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not a lot of people, certainly not a lot of people his age. And uh, so I'm real, I feel really fortunate about that. And uh, he's developing relationships that are going to last, you know, dozens of years. And there are other people in other industries like care managers who are his age, around his age. And uh, so that's good. But we need more daily money managers. Well, that's, inter- see- that's interesting. Yeah. 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 No, there's there. There are not a lot of people who do it. And. If uh, you're out there watching or listening to this, give me a call. Absolutely. So that goes to my directly to my next question. Peter, do you help people outside of the state of New York? Um, yeah, we do. We do. So we well, we have clients in New Jersey and Connecticut. Um, but 
we most of our work can be done virtually you know so um and, and it's interesting how how that happens you know certainly with the um the internet it's made that pretty pretty easy um and we were doing it before the pandemic before zoom we were working with these with this technology um so that's very doable there's also a program that we use that's called earth class mail so still to this day most important information financial information comes through the mail um so you really need access to you to the mail and earth class mail what the way that works is they give you a, a P.O. box and you change your address to the P.O. box and all the mail gets folded to that P.O. box. They scan it. The P.O. box is in Oregon, interestingly enough. They scan that and then we have access to all that information. So um, that's very, very helpful. And it allows us to really not have to visit clients. On the other side of that is... I'm fond of saying that we're 50% bookkeeper, 50% social worker. Mm. Because, you know, our clients, certainly the seniors, enjoy seeing us. You know, they're at that point in their life where they're, they need people to be in their lives. And um, they're, they have less and less family members and friends. So they enjoy it when we come over and check the mail and sit and schmooze with them. You know, and, and we do, too. You know, so, um, but it's not critical, obviously. And, uh, and the earth class mail has been great. Now, this is one of the, the things that utilizing Quick, Quicken allows us to do is to create very detailed reports that we can then give to our clients' accountants who use it to help prepare their taxes. We don't prepare taxes, but we have all that information. And for many of our senior clients, they have very heavy medical costs. And those are all tax deductions. So I have an interesting story that illustrates this, illustrates a number of things. Please share. Please share. Um, so I mentioned the there's a client that I have who's elderly. Well, she has a niece who unfortunately is, is younger but had a stroke and... Um, had a POA, and the POA was her aunt, who is a different aunt, mm -hmm. who a younger aunt, not a great aunt, who was in another state and unfortunately became ill and needed uh, somebody to replace her. And this client lives in in New York City, and um, so we started. They were very they were referred by an attorney, and they were kind of concerned about who is this person. You know that that I'm that's going to look at you know my my family members' uh, transactions and take care of them. Um, so I, I started by saying, well, let's take a look at their finances. What is going on? And I asked for a year of returns, of excuse me, of statements, of financial right. statements. And uh, as I mentioned, this person had a stroke. She was homebound or is homebound, and has um, a need. It needs a great deal of care, twenty-four hour care. But when we looked at the numbers, there were the the, the there were two aides every day at what's called twelve-hour shifts. They had a nurse coming, giving her insulin every day, 
and there was a can manager covering numerous times a week. And it was apparent to me that it was overkill. And they were actually spending, they actually spent $350,000 a year on this, on this care. Oh my. And um, so there, that's a huge red flag. And I also saw that they were paying taxes. And it was like, if you have that much home health care expenses, you should not be paying any taxes. So something was not right. And um, what we did is we referred a geriatric care manager to do an assessment. And we were able to make changes over time because the family, I mean, again, who am I? I'm this new person that was referred to them. And they were comfortable with this other home health care agency that was essentially ripping them off. But over the subsequent months, we were able to change it. And um, they had faith in us. We became power of attorney. And um, we were able to save them. Now they're spending about $175,000 a year, which is a lot of money. But um, it's a huge saving. And they're getting the tax deduction, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's it's very helpful. There are a lot of people out there who don't have anybody. And they're, you know, whether it's a family member who's writing checks for college or a home health care agency that's, you know, providing two aids a day instead of one, uh, there are ways of, of making it um, more affordable. And yeah, I, w I want to go back to, to some uh, a comment you made um, earlier. Some just how you uh, take the time to to visit some of your clients, um, as you said, to go over mail and whatnot. But you you uh, you commented that that they really enjoy your company because a lot of them are alone. Um, can you speak to like what your your experiences are with your clients and how you know, the fact that, you know, we're, as a society, we are aging, we are living longer. Um, and a lot of times our seniors are by themselves because, you know, family members may live out of state. Um, and uh, just for a number of reasons, can you speak to that, to just how important it is to, for, for our seniors to really have that, that contact? Sure. Um, I mean, I know for myself uh, how much I enjoyed visiting my parents and being with my parents and, um, and the joy my mother got from seeing her family. And so when I think about others who do not have that, it's, it's, it's hard. It's very sad. So, I mean, I certainly see the value. And there are people who are just dying for company all over this country, you know, and... Um, so for us, it's, it's, you know, I'm Jewish. And so I say it's a mitzvah to provide this. So yes, we're getting paid, but we're also, um, we're providing a wonderful service. One of the things that we do, if our clients can afford it, is that we refer um, companions to them. So um, there's companion services, not an aid necessarily, although many times our clients do work with aids, but they're different than AIDS. So I work with one organization, it's called Duet. And they have, they work with a lot of um, actors and actresses and musicians and students who are younger, who, who have 
varied interests and they match them up with their clients. So for instance, I have a client who is um, uh, really into the stock market mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, you know, doesn't really have anybody to talk to. He's now in assisted living and okay. we're setting up a, um, a, a, you know, a time for him to meet every week for a few hours with somebody who knows the stock market and who could, and who could interact with him. And, um, and that's really critical. I mean, it's really critical. Um, so I have another, actually, this is not really a client. It's someone who's pro bono and she's in her nineties and she worked at, um, the New Yorker for many years. And she okay. was, she says she was the, she was the DMZ. She was the line between, uh, the pub publishing and editing. Okay. And, um, and so I've gone to her and, and, you know, we sit for an hour or so and talk and, I'm going to get my sister, who's really uh, loves the New Yorker, and uh, she's going to visit with me. So, I mean, those are critical things. And the other thing what we're, we try to do is, is where, as much as possible, bring social workers in, you know, because we're not professionals. I mean, you don't need to have a professional, per se. You know, people just want to talk to others, and they need that, that con- you know, that contact. Um, so, but we do work with social workers and also with specialists, people who are specialists with dementia and Alzheimer's, and that's really critical. So we have, you know, a, a strong network of other professionals who can help seniors. And I wanted to, I wanted to uh, really underscore that because that is yet one of the other uh, benefits of working with uh, your company specifically or a company like yours that has um, just a, a, a network of resources um, in that other professionals. Because, um, you know, like you said, you're not an attorney, you're not a tax preparer, you know, you're not an accountant, but you have access to all these different types of professionals. And through you, um, managing, you know, the, the you know, the, their daily demands, organizing their daily life's Thank daily you. demands, right? Um, but again, it's like what I tell my clients, you know, you need a team in order to to do this thing called life, in order to to you know make sure that your estate plan, that your legacy reflects your wishes. You're probably going to need to talk to a financial advisor, a tax preparer, a CPA, um, an estate planning attorney, all of us working in our uh, zone of geniuses, but together to help you execute, you know, your, your vision, you know, for what you want for yourself as well as for your family. So again, like I said, at the top of the show, this is why I wanted to bring everyone. I wanted to bring Peter on because there's a lot of synergy between what he does and what I do. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the network, the team that you, that you work with. Peter, I want to. One second related to that. Um, I like the analogy of being a spoke in the wheel. Yes. So yes. we're a spoke. The trust and estates attorney is a spoke or an elder law attorney and uh, the accountant, the financial advisor, the doctor, the family member, the, um, uh, you know, home health care agency. There are all these different possibilities, possible spokes. 
And it's, you know, the, the hub is the person who directs them. Right. And then the wheel yeah. is the client. And it changes. There's no, there's no one case that's the same. Um, and that hub is really important because they're directing it. And it could be, you know, ideally it's a family member. But very often there isn't a family member. And that's when yeah. it could be the power of attorney. It could, you know, could be a variety of things. Like I have a client who's a power of attorney for his brother. Okay. And he, he, you know, I was introduced to him because he had to put his brother into a um, assisted living. Okay. And the person who directed him to the assisted living directed him to me because he saw his brother, this, this the fellow's brother was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's really, um, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Peter, and you touched on, and you you touched on, and that's okay, we're all, we're all, so many of us are working from home, or we got pings and dings and everything else, but listen, I wanted to touch on something you just said, that you, that, you know, that this person who, who found you um, was feeling overwhelmed, and the point of this show is to lead people from overwhelmed to empowered through estate planning. Um Talk to talk to us briefly, if you would, about how the impact of like you, your company coming in, removing the overwhelm from families and maybe even improving the relationship between that adult child or, you know, that loved one and the person who needs your help. You know, the fact that you're, you know, making sense of the chaos and reducing the stress. Tell, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it's what's so rewarding about the work we do. Mm -hmm. You know, hearing from people about the difference that we make in their lives, uh, whether it be directly with a client or a family member. Um, it's, uh, it, it's fantastic, you know? So I'm thinking back about, a, you know, I have certain go-to people that I use for references, <laughs> you know? Uh, people I haven't worked with in years. Um, and there was one client, he was um, very wealthy and very difficult, like mm. really difficult. <laughs> and uh, he, um, he lived in a very big house and one child lived in Westchester and one child lived in, uh, in Colorado. And it was very hard for them to deal with him. With, mm with him really hard. And I came in and I was able to take the brunt of it all. You know, and he used to scream and yell at me and berate me. But I, you know, I almost became a member of the family, you know, or like, you know, um, and they were, they're incredibly grateful because they know they couldn't do it on their own. And, uh, and what, I, what, I mean, going back to you know being not just a bookkeeper this person we ran the, the household they had a huge house with a pool and a boat and you know we helped sell the boat we uh the pool would flood and we would take care of that and the sprinkler system was broken we would take care of that and the, he never put money into the roof so the roof would leak and we took care of that and then we helped sell the house you know and and so we do quite a bit and and i don't think i've ever had 
our, our client not be appreciative of, you know, or not one of the family members, at least like that particular client was not a happy camper. He didn't like many people, but um, the family was thrilled. That's and uh, we just take, you know, pressure off them. I mean, we had another client, he, he recently passed away and uh, mm-hmm. he had a lot of issues, you know, personal issues. Um, and we were not person, we were not power of attorney. We did not need to be. We helped him move down to Florida and, uh, and eventually his daughter um, kind of took over the reins. You know, she was like, well, I think I could do this with your help. So we kind of, we just did the reporting. We just, we paid some of the bills. We stayed with the Quicken because she really needed that. And then she took care of everything else. And every now and then she would call us. So like she had a question about having um, buying a van that for a handicapped person, you know, for a disabled person. And I was able to point her in the right direction. And that was a great relationship because she was really happy. She wasn't spending a lot of money taking care of her dad, but she had all the information she needed. And she was beyond grateful. That's wonderful. And on that, and on that note, um, you mentioned that you're able at the at earlier in the in the show that your uh, your company is able to assist people outside of the the New York area. And you know that I'm here in uh, the Maryland D.C. area. So uh, is that to say that you'd be able to assist someone in the Maryland D.C. area as oh, well? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We we certainly could if. You know, and I probably know people down there who might be able to help them as well if it didn't, okay. you know, if it didn't work out. I'm but a lot of this, a lot, just you know, it's like any other relation, business relationship. It's that connection you make with the individuals. So, and people really appreciate that with us. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was sorry to cut you off. I, I wanted to put your information on Thank here. You. Um, it's on your um, on your uh, backdrop, but I just yeah. wanted to put it on here. So that's 917-279-3972. And um, I see that it's Peter at NYFO.NYC. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. So folks, that's how you get in touch with Peter by phone, by, uh, by email. Um, Peter, I understand that you're also on LinkedIn as well. Um, and we have a lot of videos thanks to that group we're part of I have my own podcast I was going to mention that I was going to mention that to save that for last you have a podcast you are a fellow podcaster like me tell us uh, a bit about your podcast please and where can we find it it's called organizing life's daily demands it's a lot but um if you put in Organizing Life's Daily Demands podcast, you'll find it. And it's it's up on um, uh, on Spotify and Apple and, and other mm-hmm. popular podcast sites. But we also do videos. And what we do is we interview other professionals who can help you organize your life's <laughs> daily demands. So not just in what we do, but the people that we like to refer. And... Uh, and it's enjoyable. I, I love, just like I know you love doing this, I love doing that too. I do. It's, it's a joy. And, and it's on our YouTube channel. So if you go to ah. our website, uh, if, if you go to our website, then there's a little YouTube icon. We're in the process of updating that by the end of April. It'll be um, a little snazzier. That was my old world. I'm, interestingly enough, 
I've hired somebody who used to work for me to uh, to do the, the refresh. I love so, it. I there's love a lot it. of good information there. Well, re, a refresh, a rebranding is 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 a good thing. You know, it just breathes new life into into what you're doing. But yeah, I wanted to make sure um, people knew about your your podcast um, and just the great work that you're do that you're doing, um, Peter. It's really been a joy to have you uh, as a guest on my podcast. Um, you do such important work, um, and you're helping people you know, not only in New York, uh, in New York state, but in the area. And as you've just said, you're, you're able to assist people, um, uh, here in the Maryland DC, uh, DC area. So folks, um, uh, I'm going to put Peter's contact information up on the screen one more time. Um, and just so you know, his information will be available in the show notes, um, for those of you who are going to catch this on the replay. Um, Peter, do you have any final comments? Uh, again, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Any last comments? Yeah, I do. Um, anybody who's watching this should absolutely contact Elsa. She is <laughs> a, a, an astounding individual, first of all. you know. And I, I, we've never met in person, but we see each other almost once a week. And the care that she puts into... Uh, crafting her message and crafting her services is remarkable. And, um, and she's all about helping others just as I am, you know, and we're, we're lucky. We're fortunate that we can make a, a living doing this, but before all, I know Elsa really cares about helping people. And, and um, that's what makes us so special. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone, Peter Gordon with New York Financial Organizers, Inc., and he's also the host of the Organizing Life's Daily Demand podcast. Peter, I will talk to you soon and, <clears throat> excuse me, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. You too. Peter, uh, uh, Peter Gordon, everybody, wasn't he just an amazing, uh, an amazing guest doing such good work, not only for our seniors, but also, as he said, high net worth individuals that just need help managing their money and their life. And that's why he's there. So I hope you have enjoyed, uh, enjoyed this podcast. Make sure, share it, leave us a comment. And, uh, you know, tell us, you know, if you liked it, tell us if you want more of these types of guests. So uh, we'll make sure and make that happen. Everyone, I am Elsa W. Smith, your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney. And um, just before I go, I want to mention if you have any questions or if you need assistance with your estate planning or if you're in or about to start the probate process, I want to invite you to book a free 15-minute call with a member of our team. There is absolutely no obligation, but at least it's going to put you going in the right direction. So uh, the link to that will be in the show notes as well. I'm Elsa W. Smith saying thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Wills, Women, and Wealth, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. <music>